Welcome to the Business of Restoration by Next Gear Solutions, a podcast exploring technology in the best practices in the restoration industry. Today's episode features Next Gear Solutions CEO Garrett Gray and Chris Quarter, the president of Coastal Restoration and Gearheart, Oregon. We hope you enjoyed listening in as Garrett and Chris discuss what life is like inside the restoration industry and how technology is transforming the way contractors are doing business. For those that don't know, we are in San Francisco. Uh, we met. We decided to. Meet here in San Francisco, and uh, uh, this is kind of the hub of what's changing our our whole world, uh, and the, yeah. probably the reason uh, behind uh, um, uh, even Next Gear, right? Because right. you know, Next Gear, um, uh, for all we've been driving like paperless and and uh, real time a real time revolution in our industry, um, it, I don't think it would at all have taken on as much as it had without. You know things like Uber and um, all the different uh, changes that are happening just in in our kind of everyday lives. Yeah. Because uh, it's changing customer expectations. Yeah. And changing it in such a way that I, I think is affecting our industry in a real big way. Yeah. So you know, tell me, like, where are you at in this in this uh, paperless re- revolution? Are you in the beginning of the process, the end of the process, midway through? Uh, you know, I'd say we're uh, strong midway through. You know, um, we are. I'm actually pretty proud of our our company. We've we've uh, it was a it was a slow start. Um, you know, I, I was just th- you know on the way here, I was thinking back to how we started, and you know, wow, lots of struggles. You know, and just trying to wrap our mind around the whole concept. You know, and continue to do work. So, um, yeah, going from like a paper file, yeah, to a digital file while you are working is not easy. No. It's, it's like, you know, building an airplane while you're flying. It's, yep. it's, it's, it's dangerous and, and can be difficult. Yeah. And the tough thing about our industry is there's always, there's always paper flying around somehow. Sure. There's is like, uh, you know, and, and I guess, you know, I, you know, to kind of go back to what we were going at there is just, we've, we've, we've gotten really good at the main components of, of being paperless and all of our files being on, on the dashboard, you know, and it's been it's been really good. Um, you so know, has it been good though? Like, is it good now? Like, was the transition good? I, it, it I, most people I talk to like the transition's not fun. You know, it, it's not fun, and it takes it's it's just like anything. You know, the reward is is great. You know, but it, it takes time and it takes persistence, and everybody's got to play. Did you, know, you did you have anyone who didn't want to play? Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there's you know we in what we do. Obviously, there we have some you know, old school guys and, and, uh, not so savvy techno sure. type people. So they're, you know, they were, they were resistive, but they're doing fine. You know, um, probably some right now, one of our biggest, uh, issues is, uh, you know, it's, it's just kind of almost user error, sure. you know, like we have some compliance tasks that they get fired out uh, prematurely. And then it, okay. you know, kind of, you know, frustrates the whole team because everybody sure. goes in the red. Um, which is, it stinks, but at the same time, it's it's also good because it kind of raises everybody's feathers. The fact a little that bit. they care, yeah. the compliance tasks are going red, is a good sign of like your your cultural acceptance right. of. Uh, I've thrown uh, I've thrown some things on the line. You know, I said I we were kind of doing some contest stuff, and there we got we got pretty low in the beginning. You know, and there's really no way to kind of bounce back from that. You sure. know, like I've, I've asked for a restart button. Are oh, you talking about your VPass score? Yeah. Okay. So and we use that because yeah. I think it's it's a good tool. You know. But I think maybe maybe Dash should or next year should put a uh, you know first year V score and then there's going to be a restart restart yeah okay because there's no restart right now 
And so everybody wants to restart. And I said, you know what? How about it we does, do this? Your, your score gets better over time as long as your behavior does right. change. Yes, so it does. That, yeah, it's like yeah. your credit score. Like I like a you know restart on my credit score from when I was eighteen. We have a Yeti, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, and your driving record, right? Yeah. No, the uh, we have a uh, a Yeti cooler on the line right now for a a summer progress on the V pass. So we're not really going on top score. We're kind of going on uh, okay from start to finish. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. like that. So we're kind of shooting for that and. Um, Have you found that's effective, like using the the score itself to drive competition, like friendly competition, and and uh, you know, recognizing and rewarding people off that? Is that an effective way to get better uh, compliance with how you want to run your business? Yeah, I mean, the compliance tasks are awesome because we we can't remember everything, sure. and we're humans. We're so inconsistent. Yeah, when I first started this, we had like binders yeah. for every different carrier, <laughs> and like, okay, we're working with this carrier on this type of loss, and you pull out the binder, and go, okay, this is what you're supposed to do, and there'd yeah. be sticky notes all over the place the manual, trying to remember. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, anyway, the yeah, the, so it's very helpful, and as far as growing wise, and and with the um, you know with the digital part of things, I would say it's it that's one of the things that kind of lured me to it was we were able to set up kind of like a platform. You know, where if we get this down nicely, then it's something that can be copied really easy. And um, is that part of your goal? Like, so you're you're, you're really well known in, in a in a you know small town, if yeah. you will, um, and you've been successful there. Um, is is part of your goal to take that success and 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 try to implement it in places where maybe you're not so well known and, and create new uh, locations? Potentially, you know, it could be a, a challenge at some point. You know, I mean, right now we're I'm trying to and we're we're doing pretty well, but you know, just get, you know, fine tuned. Um, you know, my, in my personal life, I have, my kids are, uh, going to be 15, 11 and nine. Um, so I'm so, earlier on that uh, spectrum. My kids are all under three. So yeah. please tell me life gets easier. Uh, no. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great. It's uh, more coffee and less <laughs> more coffee. Sleep. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's an expectation these days that you got to be everywhere with, you know, your family and, uh, you know, a lot of that type of stuff. And so it's hard, you know? And so right now, um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying, I've actually had the bull feet on the brake pedal, believe it or not with the business, sure. Trying to keep things under control because I could go crazy, you know, and, and I would never be around or I'd just be, I'm already. And kinda, when you say on the brake pedal, you mean you're not trying to go get new business. You kind of have, you've got your, your, uh, um, your channels of business now and, and you're, you're kind of, maintaining those and not trying to uh, accelerate growth well we are we're trying to control it okay yeah um we're 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 growing naturally sure you know we're we're doing we're kind of working on our you know just doing a good job working on our, our uh, all that kind of stuff not necessarily running around marketing like crazy we do little things here and there um just maintaining you know but and part of that is is because me personally i value my family so much yeah. that i know how fast it's going and i know in the next 10 years they're going to be gone you yeah. know doing their own thing and uh, at that point it'll be a little bit different you know because they'll have their own lives and their own families and stuff like that and so um at that point in time things might change a little bit but you know i mean honestly for me personally for the last 10 years i mean i've been coaching two basketball teams, two softball teams. And I try to be as present as I can, you know, cause I just, I know how important it is to be, uh, you know, like a mother and a father involved in a kid's life and stuff like that. And we're fortunate that we're in a small area. My business is literally five minutes from my house. Wow. 
our daughters go to elementary school uh, one block away. So it's like right there. Um, we're kind of spoiled a little bit. So it's it's been nice, and I just want to take advantage of that. But, yes, at some point, you know, there's going to be – I want, you know, I, I can't sit still. So yeah. um, I fell asleep on the airplane this morning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I mean, that, and that's exciting to me. And we kind of, you know, I mean, the, the Oregon coast is, uh, you know, I would say there's probably a lot of opportunities, you know, down that, down that coastline, you know, with our name, Coastal Restoration. Yeah. So, um, you know, once we get things tuned up and it depends on our employees, you know, I would love to see one of them get eager and, and say, Hey, let's do this, you know, and, and, you know, copy this, but I think dash next gear would allow us to do that pretty easily. Cause we could just say office number two and, uh, yeah. flip it down there and say, Hey, you guys, you know, pretend like I'm, uh, you know, in San Francisco for the day, right. I'm going to go to Coos Bay or whatever, and we're going to give this a shot, <laughs> you know? Yeah. I mean, technology should be able to, uh, enable you to grow like that. Right. Like, yeah. Um, uh, one of the hard things about adding a new office is, is all of the, uh, things it takes to run an office reception, you know, yeah. coordination. And, and I don't mean like just coordinating, like opening the office, but you, you got to have a coordinator, all the, the, all the admin staff billing, et cetera. Yeah. The more you can centralize that, the easier it is to open up more offices that are lower risk. Right. So you yeah. need equipment, you need some techs, or maybe you start with one tech, you need maybe a project manager or marketing person, yeah. or salesperson, um, but you don't necess- necessarily need all the you know, infrastructure you have today yeah. to open up another office if you find a way to centralize that. Yeah. No, I and that's that's what's kind of cool. For those listening and all my friends in Oregon, I'm not necessarily advocating that he, he goes into your markets. Uh, <laughs> um, Look out. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I've got... Uh, I've got, uh, I don't know if you know Brian Greer up in uh, um, uh, Salem, uh, service master, great oh, guy, yeah. um, runs a good, great business up there. So I, I'm familiar I think I might with have a couple met him people. In, uh, was he in New Orleans? Uh, he was in New Orleans. Yeah, yeah I think he, I might have met him. Yeah. yeah. There was a couple of Oregon guys out there. No yeah, way. no. It, there's a, the great thing about this industry, and I love, and it's it's hard to get people to think about that, which I totally get, because you know we're all, you know, if you're an entrepreneur, you're competitive, right? Yeah. Um, but it, you know. There's so much of this uh, work that that people do that doesn't even go through a program or even to like a legit um, restoration contractor. Yeah, and we, you know, because our sales teams out, you know, obviously selling uh, to people. And we we talk to people who don't even know Xactimate. They don't know. Yeah. They're not using anything, and they're they're doing five ten million dollars in restoration work, and they're not even on the grid. Yeah, and they're not doing it like like we talked about earlier. They're not even necessarily doing it right. They're not yeah. using cycling. They're not. They're, they have no, you know, they're not following the the the, um, the standards. Right. It's uh, there's this whole, you know, part of the industry that isn't isn't uh, even really competing with with what I call the legitimate yeah. uh, part of the restoration industry. Right. Um. And and there's just so much work out there. I think if uh, if all the people who are doing it the right way got together, uh, there wouldn't be a reason to be competitive with each other because there's there's just so much more work out there. Yeah. Um. Remind me of the uh, marketing guy's name. Uh, on our team, yeah. So Jeff Pertel, Jeff, and it, yeah. hold on, <laughs> I gotta stop because if he ever listens to this, and I, and I, and, and I allow him, allow you to call him the marketing, marketing guy, <laughs> he will probably clear sales. the spot. Sales, yeah, sales, sales. You get, so you I, I'm, a, I'm big sales. into brownie points. If yeah. and when you work with me for a while, like I like to accumulate brownie points for my staff. So yeah. Jeff, uh, that I'm, this is definitely not getting edited out because I want some brownie points for making sure. <laughs> That Sorry, I clarified Jeff. for the whole group that that he's a sales automation, sales uh, uh, 
experts, not you know. Not <laughs> he is marketing. a sales expert. Yeah, it, no. that's it's a weird thing about nomenclature in our industry. Like like a lot of us, even myself, call what our sales people do. Yeah marketing when they yeah. go out and try to jump up business right? right like we call them marketing people yeah and and it's and what's interesting about it is i know you're not trying to like increase you know how you uh your your channels of business yet but when you yeah. get to that point where you are um yeah the kind of candy dropping marketing that's yeah. that's gone on forever isn't super effective and everyone's yeah. doing it yeah. and um, and so, you know, having a sales strategy that's actually a sales strategy and, yeah. and it's weird that, you know, you think about, you know, calling it a sales strategy when you're not actually trying to sell a widget or a service, you're really just trying to get somebody who knows about a claim to refer it to you, yeah. but it really is a sales process. And, uh, so that, that's the end of my, you know, trying to accumulate yeah. well, no, points Je- from Jeff. I don't know where I was going, but Jeff, uh, yeah, Jeff, I, I don't really have a sales situation right now. Yeah. You're not, there, there's I mean, none. yeah. yeah. Um, <clears throat> but but uh, you know, when I was at Champion Days, Jeff was Jeff was cool. He he uh, he enlightened me. And anyway, I guess I picked up what I was thinking was, you know, he showed us some numbers of things in in the market that were that we're dipping into and how yeah, much is there. The it's, market's bigger than people think it yeah, is. Yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. So anyway, that that's exciting. And you know, one of the things that excites me about the restoration in- industry and when I first did training with Brandon was um, just that it that it's technical. And there, there is, you know, there is some uh, standards to go by, you yeah. know. And growing up in drywall, we were always battling like, what's level five? What's my dad would say, you know, level five. Okay, well, how? Why isn't it just one level? Like, is it right. good or why is it, it just bad? good or bad? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, who who dictates this stuff? So anyway, obviously, most of the world does like level three drywall and. And, and I don't know, I don't know what you call it. We were turning out, but we were we were getting paid handsomely to do a good drywall job. So um, anyway, so that that kind of attracted it to me, and just having some, I guess, structure, it was nice. And and you know, I I uh, really enjoyed going to Champion Days, and you know, like I didn't do a lot of sales stuff with Jeff, but just the little bit that I did see, you know, was was exciting. And I don't know you know, in our little area, there wouldn't be a ton of like sales, but there's a little strategy that would happen. Yeah. I mean, look, it's funny. Like, um, everyone has different expectations of their ability to grow, um, based on the population that they're in. Um, you know, there's a, uh, there's a company called Buffalo Restoration up in uh, um, Bozeman, Montana. Right. Yeah, I've heard of them. Um, and uh, they, they, I think their population was like forty thousand. Yeah. And like they, and I, I don't, I shouldn't disclose or how much they're doing because I don't know if that was public information or not. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, anyways, but they had they they grew a big business and they had yeah. a lot of competitors in the area. And you, you know, we meet people who are in like Los Angeles County, mm-hmm. and and they're they're struggling to, you know, to get to a million dollars worth of business. I, I think like what I've observed is that your population base is really not the determiner of how big you can grow. It's really yeah. what you want to do and how big you want to grow your business. Yeah. And um, and and I I really think that there are. Um, a lot of people who think that based on their service area that they're limited in how they can grow. And I, I think that, that limitation is really mental because there's just so many examples of good-sized restoration companies that are that are growing in areas where they've got competition and, and a really small uh, population base, especially when you compare it to people in kind of more moderate populations. Yeah. Yeah, no, I appreciate this conversation. I just, you know, I, I'm just trying to be aware, you know, of what our situation is. And that's one of the challenges, I guess, of being – at this position in, in growth is just being aware of that, you know, um, I don't, you know, you don't, you never want to get blindsided 
you know, by something. I mean, when we first started, there was a couple satellites in our area. Sure. That, um, you know, that, that was, that was kind of, uh, it, it drove me a little bit, you know, to kind of, to challenge them, you know, and, uh, it, which was, was fun. Competition's good in general, yeah. right? Yeah, like, no, I mean, I mean it, it usually I, makes you better. And I always think about that too, cause, the, cause they're not there anymore. And I just, I just, uh, I want to feel that feeling, you know, yeah. you want to feel like you're down by 10, Sure, you know, yeah. I'm down by 10, yeah. you know, so I, and there goes my sports thing again. So I, and I, <laughs> a couple, there was a couple uh, trucks coming into town that I didn't really care for a whole lot. And, um, no names. Yeah. Right. At one point, not too long ago. And so I, I kind of, I sent my crew a message. I just said, and we had turned away a couple jobs cause we were busy and tired. And, and I just said, Hey, no more of that, you know? I want to win. Yeah, so. when you turn away jobs, <laughs> you're potentially creating an opportunity for yeah. a competitor. Like and you that. can't do them all. I mean, that's sure. just the fact of the matter. But yeah. we have, we're fortunate. We have a, a really strong crew, and you know, sometimes the timing's not always perfect. But I try to, um, I kind of try to shake it up a little bit, and and you know, it's nice when they have a little bit of downtime to get home earlier. For sure. All that kind of stuff. So. How how do you feel like technology has uh, uh, impacted your crews? Is, is, uh, have, uh, I, I remember when, when we were doing this, uh, a lot of the um, documentation work was done after hours yeah. um, as opposed to kind of out while you're out in the field. Yeah. Um, how do you feel about the, the level of documentation required today and, and the technology that's in, you know, enabling that? Is, that? is that a net positive for your team or is that you know, creating them more steps for them and, and actually you know, delaying them getting home? Uh, I would say it's, it's a definitely a positive. I mean, they're, uh, it depends on the situation. I would say, you know, you gotta have the right people with the right, you know, training and sure. instruments, you know, to make things happen. You know, that's one of the troubles with, uh, with that is that you, you know, if, if something's off or whatever and you can't go back or you can't fix it or, or you can't manual, you know, like with paper, you can just, you know, erase get it. a new sheet and yeah. start over, <laughs> you right. know, but, uh, sometimes with the, with the electronic version, it's like, you know, they get flustered or something or it's the weekend and they're like, ah, oh, we're just going to, you know, fix it on Monday or whatever. So that would be the hard part I would say is when things don't go great or you have the wrong people, yep. you know, you know, cause on call, we don't always, we always have like one key person, but sometimes it just doesn't work out like perfect so that's well, it's changing it changes the game right like yeah. in terms of like who we're hiring I, yeah. I know uh uh we used to look at a technician as someone with a strong back right they can yeah. carry a dehue up a flight of stairs yeah um and now like it's modified to somebody who can actually you know record things in real time yeah and and and, and you sort of see why like you know it's uh, uh i can imagine it's frustrating coming from a, a world when you know you could do it whenever you wanted and you could kind of put whatever you want down. Yeah. Uh, I've looked at a couple of record of drying where they're magically going down, you know, a couple percentage points every day and gets yeah. to dry goal like three days later. Right. Um, and, and so I think, uh, you know, when, for, for those, uh, who, you know, don't necessarily take the time to do it the right way, I think yeah. it's even more, you know, difficult because now they got to actually do something that, you know, takes more time than yeah. the manual way. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, I try to push them to be on, do it on the job and, you know, get it done. And um, actually, our mitigation manager is very good at, I mean, she's really good at managing them and holding them accountable, you know, for getting that stuff done, you know, correctly and on time. And, you know, it, it is hard, you know, and one thing that, uh, it, that it doesn't allow for is for, you know, just human error and, yeah. and those types of things sometimes, you know, because it's going to happen, you know, sure. like you, 
you need to be able to go in there and, and make an adjustment, you know, whether it be uh, true or false, you know. Yeah. It, it, in our case, it needs to be true sure. but, or accurate. But, um, you know, it's like you hit the button and, and then you're like, ah, I got it. How do I go back? Well, right. there's no going back. Right. You know, right. so yep. what do you do? You need to be able to, to correct it somehow. And that's that's probably the, the biggest struggle. And it's usually when we're really busy and, you know, exhausted. Sure. Yeah. You know, and it's just, then it gets People frustrating. People make mistakes. Yeah. You know, people throw iPads and things. And, no, no <laughs> nobody's thrown any iPads. Right. But, wow. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I, I can see that. I, you know, look, I think, you know, technology is overall a solution. And there's a lot that, uh, it, you know, we can do to improve. And technology itself is, is improving. And it's moving so fast. It's, yeah. It's, uh, I mean, it's a, it's amazing to see just technology in general, how it's impacting our daily lives and, yeah. and it will continue to impact, I think, uh, restoration in a meaningful way for, for time to come. And, and I think, you know, as, you know, kudos to you for kind of, you know, being midway through that, that transition, because yeah. I think for those who start the transition, you know, in a year or, or two years or three years, there's a lot to learn it. That trans- transition doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. And, uh, and so to be kind of this far into the learning curve, I think will bode well for you as as uh, as there's even more to learn. I get you know I, I feel good about it. We I, you know maybe even we may even be a little farther along than I'm. You know it just depends on how you gauge the whole system. Sure. But uh, you know I would just you know start off start off light. Don't have a lot of expectation. Get a couple months, three months under your belt. You know do the best you can, and then start to kind of crimp it down a little bit. And hit Did you make any mistakes in the rollout? Would you do anything different now that uh, um, you look back on it and how you made the transition? Uh, you know, it's kind of a plunge, man. You just, just you go. just kind of got to plunge it, yeah, yeah, and just have good a good team and take good care of them in the process, and you know, understand that it's going to be difficult. And you know, out you know, I think in Champion Days, uh, one of the or maybe it was at uh, Connect, one of the conversations was like, whoever's the whoever's the leader needs to go and just take like a weekend or a couple days somewhere by themselves and just fake a job yeah. you know and understand it because that's the thing you don't know what's what it's expecting or what's next and whatnot um you know until one, you live it for a minute yeah. right one of my uh oh one of my i don't know what you call them your uh, account managers that helped me out yeah at, the, uh, at next gear one of our guys yeah austin yeah he yeah, helped austin, me yeah yeah he helped me kind of get like a uh kind of a good base of compliance tasks yep which was really helpful in a system. And by the way, like so. I think that, like, not to jump in and give your, you know, to to give advice for people, but like I think that's the biggest mistake I see people make. They like yeah. get so compliance task happy. Yeah. Like they like. Oh, they, I did. Day yeah. one, did you like how many yeah. compliance tasks did you? Oh, well, it was a mess. It was you know, there's like a you know, I'm like Austin, you're a cheater. Like you've done this like 50 times. So. <laughs> So he has an Excel spreadsheet he sends me, and it's just like this is pretty much the standard. So I'm like, well, that would have been helpful, but right. So anyway, you know, you you try to make up your own. Well, you're adding them as you go. It just gets all messed up. So if you start off with like a good twenty lit twenty yeah. item core, you know, then you can add in some letters. You know, like you know, nineteen A, nineteen B, all that kind of stuff. You know, and then just tweak it along the way. I like to print out um, the spreadsheets of it. Sure. You know, hand it to the project managers. I'm like, hey. Kind of review this, see if see if it's working for you. If there's yeah. anything you need messed with, just make sure you let me know. So we, it's it's constantly evolving. Yeah. And uh, the cool the coolest thing is like if if somebody is having a hard time getting some piece of information or remembering to do something, just set a simple compliance task yeah. and it pops up and it's like, hey, you're like you know because, like I said earlier, you just 
you're human. You like you forget things and you're one day you're working on a project or you're and you're finishing up, you know, like say, you know, invoicing something out and in the middle of it the phone rings and you gotta run and you don't even have a clue where you left off three days ago. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. I mean, it, the the this industry has gotten so complicated. Every yeah. carrier is a different workflow that you've got to remember. Um, there's so many pieces to the process that yeah. it's impossible to keep up with it. Right. And and I I think you know the the big mistake is, is it, with with you know creating your workflows day one is is trying to get all those pieces in place because you don't want to lose you don't want to forget any of it. Right. But then when people aren't used to having tasks fire at them all the time. Yeah. The the generally people start to ignore them at first. And yeah. then once you've done a couple, gone a couple of days of ignoring tasks, yeah. your compliance manager is so overwhelming that you just stop. Oh, and yeah. once you stop, it's just over. And yeah. so best thing to do is, you know, cancel everything out, start all over again. You Which might have to build to back up your uh, VPAS score, yeah. but, um, but at least, you know, you're, you're the, the actual compliance manager is doing his job of, right. of telling you what to do next. Just start slow and kind of add things over time. I really think like for that's the best thing people can do to to improve their businesses is to think through that. Yeah. Make sure that matches how they want things to be yeah, done. It helps you with how you want to do things. Yeah. And, and once you're done, like once you get good at it and you have a cultural, you know, acceptance of 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 using the task, just like you said. Yeah. You forget something and now you just start adding it in yeah. and people start doing it. I would say probably one other thing that I would that I would uh, you know, suggest to do is to when you are setting those compliance tasks is to put that timing you know I, when i first started i was like oh how fast do i want this done right well i would put it way out there like if you think you know contacting the customer should be done within the first you know hour make it a day or three days like give them a chance to be successful you know rather than going red bam you know, it'd be, you know, because one job is different from the next job, and until you get really comfortable with where you're at and actually know what what the expectation should be and that they can actually do it, you know, then you're not gonna know, you know. Yeah. So I would say set them up for success. Start, yeah, set, yeah, start with success. Yeah, yeah I think that's know, right. Like on our our uh, you know, I don't know, like our our uh, progress photos are like two weeks sure. out. You know, it's there it fires off, you know, as soon as they start the job, but it's a long process to get to red. Hmm. So earlier when I first started, it was like, Hey, I want progress photos. Cause if you're on the job drying, you should be taking progress photos within three days. Sure. Well, you know, all it takes is a weekend to screw that up, yeah. you know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, set them it, up for success. It, it is. It, yeah. I, I think that's a good point. Um, you know, I may not fully agree with all the time frames you yeah. just threw out there, but I think I think the the general point is a good one. When you start out with with a um, a technology that's meant to hold people accountable, yeah, and you're making that cultural transition, yeah, it, it's not great to start you know hitting people over the head with it right yeah. away. Um, and because really, in the end, this should be an enablement um, uh, tool, not something that you hold people accountable to. It's supposed yeah. to actually make it easier for them. Yeah. And I do think one of the mistakes I see owners make. Uh, is that they they go gosh I like I have for years you know struggled with how to hold my team accountable yeah and I've had this anecdotal information that certain people are doing a good job and some aren't and now I'm gonna have something that tells me like hey this person is not hitting these time frames and I'm gonna now clobber them over the head with it because then that's gonna you know promote some sort of change that I'm looking to see and I actually think that they get the opposite effect uh, by by going that route I yeah. think you start out enabling people for success just like yeah. you said. 
and then like you know tweak it, it over time tighten it uh, because if if people attack the process right from the get go because they feel attacked, yeah, then you're never going to make the transition. You're going to blame the software and you're going to say, "Oh, that didn't work," and you're going to yeah. you know hop around to all sorts of solutions and yep. really find out that you had a, a cultural problem. Yeah, yeah, no, that's for sure. I I mean, you can always tighten it up. You know, I just uh, thinking back, I would have you know I don't have it way out there too far right now, but we kind of have a pretty good zone. But if like if something's an issue, you know, I'm I'm good. Like I'd say, hey, you know. Uh, if if it's if it's taken longer than what you're allowed just just tell me you know and we can if you know if it's reasonable let's adjust it you know yeah. i don't, I don't want to make their job any harder than it is the main thing is just being consistent and uh you know I, one thing you have to know about us is we don't have any program work all right so, so i was going to ask that question yeah, early on yeah. okay that, that that makes a lot yeah. more sense yeah we okay nobody's got their finger on us right now got but it. I know that uh, we need to work on some of those things in case we ever do want to take some on, and that's you know one of our kind of goals is to kind yeah. of pick up a anybody a listening finish. that does program work like their head just flipped around in the car as they're <laughs> driving uh, when you talked about like you know two weeks to contact customer uh, yeah. yeah no I think yeah if you uh, you know once you kind of get into program work they we're measuring things to the minute yeah. right and so that's where like hey you got 10 minutes of contact yeah. I, I mean 10 minutes yeah and and so it, it, it will change but at least like once you start doing that like let's say you take your first program yeah uh and, and if, if you have the culture that people follow those tasks they're yeah. going to see okay great like now i have only have 10 minutes so i'm going to make sure i make this phone call first yeah and and that will help them prioritize and yep. hopefully they take it seriously as uh, you go on we'll have to bring you back yeah. uh, after you get your first program uh, right. and tell us like how that transition goes a little more gray hair probably yeah i bet <laughs> well chris this has been amazing this yeah. uh, time has kind of flown by so fast yeah. um it's been great before before we just end what's like what's the the kind of a parting piece of wisdom you want to uh pass on to your fellow restorers oh man well i you know i think uh, just take advantage of uh, the opportunities that that come you know i mean uh i i've been lucky to have to have uh kind of fallen into like with next gear you know um it was a it was a little bit of a it was a little bit of a kind of a jump for us you know <laughs> uh what are, what are we doing and is this the right thing to do you know and all that kind of stuff um you know, it, it was a plunge, but I would say just take advantage of the opportunities uh, that come and, uh, you know, don't, you know, don't let anything hold you back and just enjoy, enjoy what you have going on right now and, and, you know, try to, try to make the best of it. It's an exciting time to, to be involved in the restoration industry with all that's going on. You know, I'm, we're super excited to, to be, to go to connect next year. And, um, it's a fun group of people and, you know, I would just say, you know, work hard, have fun, and try to enjoy it as much as you can because uh, it just seems like it, I today I was like July first. Okay. You know, it's so funny, <laughs> um, and I, I will kind of end with this. Um, so I've been in this industry about seventeen years, um, and you know, the people that I know and am friends with that you know when I got into the industry have been in, in it for seventeen years, right? Yeah. So they've been in it for a long time, right? Um, I think they have a completely different perspective on the industry than you do, and, yeah. and others that I I know that are kind of in your you know um, call it generation. I don't mean age generation, but your, yeah. your generation within our industry. And, and I think it's interesting because um, the industry's changed a lot in the last seventeen years. It's changed a lot in the last thirty years. Yeah, and people who were a part of it, um, you know, back in the beginning, are I think really um, dismayed to see you know where the direction is going. Um, and then you talk to people who are kind of just getting into it or just getting into it in the last 10 years, yeah. 
And there really is a different level of excitement where people are like, hey, I actually kind of like the changes that are happening. I think yeah. that this is interesting. And, and, and I think, you know, you uh, that really tells me perspective uh, means a lot in yeah. terms of how you view things. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the industry has changed a lot, but I agree with you. I think it's an exciting time. I think, uh, you know, technology is enabling new workflows that I think actually will make people's life easier if they yeah. embrace it. Um, and, and I think there's profit pressures, but I also think that there are tools and strategies um, for competing differently in those profit pressures. Yeah. And uh, um, so I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think this is actually an exciting time for restoration. And uh, and it's one where I think we'll see a lot of, you know, a lot more changes to come. But I actually think a lot of them will be positive. Yeah. I try to stay positive. You know, I mean, it's it's a tough, er, er, the, the world is tough. Yeah. It's busy. It's fast. Uh, you know, there's it's hard to keep up with. Um, you know, you kind of, especially in your life, like you, yeah, you start off and you're, and you're doing the, you're heading for the top, right? Sure. You're, you're hustling and everything's going fast and you're just excited every day, you know, and then you get to this midpoint, you know, and that's probably that point you're talking about, you know, and things aren't just the way that they're, that's kind of earlier what I was talking about is enjoy what you have right now because it's going to change. There's really not a whole lot you can do about it. Um, but you know, you get to that midpoint and then you kind of got to re-energize, yeah. right? And so what, what are you going to do to kind of fuel that fire? Are you going to sit around and be the same or are you going to make some tweaks and make it exciting, you know, and how are you going to do that? And that, that's hard to, that's hard to kind of spell out or to, to do, you know, or see or, um, but you got to kind of vision that and that's, you know, the, the connect show and you know what you guys are doing is exciting because it's new it's fresh and uh you know obviously the insurance companies are embracing it i'm not on program work and i know that definitely you know kind of muddies the water a little bit with a lot of companies because they get frustrated and it's yeah. you know they feel like they have their somebody has their finger on them all the time and i could totally see that that's kind of why i've stayed away stayed away and all and been and been feel felt lucky and fortunate to not have to do that um, or felt like I had to do it. Um, we, we are probably going to try to dabble in it at some point, you know, just to, just because of, um, the way it's going, yeah. you know, uh, everything's kind of going that direction. And, and, you're, you know, we're talking about consumers, uh, communicating with insurance companies with, uh, without ever even talking to each other, That's you right. know? And so, you know, somehow, um, you know, if you're thinking about how are you going to get that job, that, whole process is changing so you know um it's not about you know your referral with so-and-so it's about are you on the program because it's going to electronically happen yeah and nobody's even going to make human contact <laughs> so yeah automation um, provides both you know uh opportunity and challenges yeah. and i think you've, you've you've hit the nail on the head here like um uh, you know obviously uh you know jeff and and you know you look at some of our acquisitions with luxor like we really believe in uh, local sales efforts, mm -hmm. um, and and you know you know selling around programs. Um, but we also believe in the compliance manager is a big driver behind this. Is like those who you know take all the things that we say that you know programs are doing to kind of put their thumb on us, yeah. and actually look at it as like how could I run a better business yeah. doing it this way, and and right. how do I you know get to better processes myself. I think that gives you two channels uh, that are really helpful in growing your business, yeah. and and hopefully in the end, like if if people embrace it, um, even the changes that feel uncomfortable will actually net better business results for people. Because I think in general, if you look at the direction of what programs are asking people to do, it's actually good for your business. It just feels bad having somebody telling you to do it. Yeah. 
Well, change is hard. And change so, is hard. Yeah. Chris, this has been amazing. Yeah. Thank you uh, for taking the time to not only fly down here and meet me in San Francisco, but uh, also just sit and chat with me. Um, for anyone who uh, listened to this podcast, I hope that uh, it was informative. And uh, and, 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 and anything, um, I think uh, uh, Chris's story is similar to a lot of people's out there. And just knowing you're not alone and that you know people are you know having the same challenges, I think is uh, beneficial in and of itself. So, hey, Garrett, thanks for having me. And all from I'm sure all my team at Coastal Restoration, we uh, appreciate the opportunity and we're excited for the future. Yeah, great. Thanks for coming in. And yeah, thank you. <laughs>